High Expectations. So recently I've become obsessed with just like in a fascinated way. Do you ever have that thing where you're like, you pussy do, like you just like start going down a hole and you're like, I'm interested in this thing. Recently my things have been thrillers with twists, like I'm obsessed with twists at the moment. And I've never been interested in thrillers before, really. I was like, nah, I'm not really interested. Now I'm, like, obsessed. So, yeah. What's up with thrillers? So, recently, I just became kind of... I was like, oh, I want... I finished all of my graphic novels, by the way, because I had a list of, like, graphic novels I wanted to read. congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I'm still reading graphic novels all the time, but... I was like, okay, so I got audio, Audible, who, who aren't sponsoring us, but I'm going to talk about Audible, which is really meta and weird. Like, you can't put out high expectations into Audible and get a free book, but um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I guess I got brainwashed after a while, and I eventually bought it. Cool. I have a me- monthly membership. This definitely sounds like a promotion. It's not a promotion, but... <laughs> high expectations are not affiliated with Audible.com. <laughs> But we want to be. Please contact us. Audible. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. JK. No ads ever. No ads ever. Mm. <laughs> oh, even Why has ads now? Did Why used to have ads? I don't One remember. of my favourite podcasts is called Why Why. And they used to be a lot longer. Now they're a lot shorter and they actually have ads in them. Because they went with another network. Anyway. Every, everyone yeah. everyone starts having ads at some point, Jaslyn. It's just when we're going to cave. If you want to make money off podcasts, you've got to start <laughs> taking the ads. Even the YouTubers have to take yeah. the ads. So audiobooks are kind of like this thing where, yeah, you can read anything. You can read trash. Because when you, you're reading books, you really have to commit. You have to commit the time and the energy. And people are going to see you reading. So you want to be reading something really cool. Cool. Unless you have an ebook, In which case... They can go both ways. Did you, ever, did you see that guy online and he was like, I was so stupid and I bought the Infinite Jest on ebook? And then it's like him reading his ebook and there's a note on it that says, I'm reading Infinite Jest, I assure you. That's true. Sometimes I, I, I'm an avid ebook reader and I'll be reading books that are very literary, such as Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Or I'm reading a short adult novel for my book club called. <laughs> At the moment, we're reading Belinda Blanked. Oh, yeah. And that's also from the podcast, my dad. My dad wrote a porno. Wrote a porno. Who may be sponsored by Audible.com, I don't know. Might be, yeah. <laughs> Put in, go to audible.com slash my dad wrote a porno and see if you can get a free book. <laughs> Just start trying random podcast names. Eventually yeah, you'll, you'll get, get there. <laughs> Grace Helbig, you, should definitely, you can definitely get a free book with. Savage Lovecast and Grace Helbig, eh? You probably yeah. don't know who Grace Helbig is. I saw a great is, tweet but... the other day that, was, that said, when is Audible going to realise that because of podcasts, you don't need audiobooks? Like, they advertise on the direct competition. That's a good point. Because I have stopped listening to podcasts, so it's kind of one or the other. Because you only have so much time to... Like, I, I listen to something while I do the dishes, while yeah. I exercise. And that's kind of the only, or when I walk to work, and that's the only time I've got. And so you've got to use that time on something. So you're right, they're advertising on their direct. Because I guess the the connect is that they're like, oh, you like to listen to things, listen to more things. You like people talking, listen to people talking. But that only works for like a small group of people who have limited, unlimited amount of time to listen to stuff. So if they're just like, oh God, I have nothing to do, I'll listen to lots of podcasts. 
then they can also add in the audiobooks as well. Hooray! Variety! But um, no, for me, I've managed to check out on podcasts because I only have so much time. But anyway, audiobooks. Yeah. I'm reading some really trashy ones. Well, I wouldn't say trashy as much as just stuff I wouldn't normally pick up to read, which is quite cool. I found a, a Buzz, <laughs> BuzzFeed list of 37 thrillers with great twists. And they were some thrillers with some great twists. Wow. So it had the classics, like your Gone Girl and Girl on the Train. Sure. But it also had some other ones I hadn't heard of. And I picked up one on Audible called Big Little Lies. And that was basically, it was an Australian book. And it was like, there was this big mystery throughout about, like, we know at the beginning that someone's been murdered. And they're all involved in this group of parents of uh, children that go to a kindergarten. But we don't know who it is. And... But the twists are just amazing. There was like 40 different twists. Well, maybe like four big major twists. They were all great. And then cool. the fin- the big finale was like great. And there was even a romance thrown in there that made me squee. And it was like all the things that I like in a, in a just a book to listen to. Nice. But I never would read it. Never would have read that. Because I would have been like, oh, no, nah, that's not for me. Like reading takes so much time and commitment. It's true. Do you find that when you listen to audiobooks? that you have to skip back a little bit sometimes because you're zoned out. Oh, 100%. There are, yeah, there are some problems with the medium. I kind of, I'm just kind of like, surely all oh, that content wasn't really important. But sometimes, yes. I'm also listening to The Passage, which is like this huge post-apocalyptic. Well, it's pre-apocalyptic, then post-apocalyptic. It's, it's about vampires. Like, people were turned into vampires. It's kind of like 28 Days Later, except the zombies are vampires. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Yeah, and I keep zoning out. I actually am not enjoying it that much. I'm zoning out on that one. Maybe shame. Maybe there'll be some twists. I just want things with twists at the moment. I think that's why those books are so popular, like the Gone Girl, Girl on the Train, because we really like stuff with. Do you like stuff with twists? How do you feel about twists? I do more recently because we read two mystery novels for our book club, one by Agatha Christie and one by P. D. James. Fantastic. And yeah. the mystery reveals I like no clue about and something's like a double twist and you're like okay it's over wait now it's over <laughs> and you're just like mind blown it's like so you can't talk about specific twists without that's what that's something I don't like about reading those kind of stories is that I don't like telling anyone that I'm reading them just in case they're like oh isn't that wasn't that part amazing I'm like what part oh now it's all ruined but if someone did tell me oh the killer is this person would that make it better? Because that way I can focus more on other parts of the story and work out what the actual mystery might be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's like a lot of the time when people find out the ending, they'll go back to the beginning and watch the whole thing again so they can see if they can figure out where it happened. Yeah. So that's definitely an appeal as well. But I think that if somebody told me the twists, I'll be like, oh, well, I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I like the novelty of it. So is it just thriller audiobooks that you listen to, or you're not watching thriller movies? Um, yeah, I watched a thriller movie the other day called Identity. Identity. And it was, um, I'll just give you a basic premise. So it was ten people, and then by coincidence, found themselves at the same motel. And they're all slowly being killed off one by one. And each person that gets killed off has a key with them, and it will say like one. And the second one will have two, and three. And then the thrillers all based around them figuring out who the killer is. Because it could only be one of them. Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty basic. The actual twist is, like, mind-blowing. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got John Cusack in it. Oh, nice. But and... like the <laughs> yeah, I like the Cusacks too. <laughs> the movie's got a Cusack in it. I'm like, even if this is crap, it's going to be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> that one we watched for the Kevin the Spacey Space. Yes, yeah, Spacey Space Podcast. And we were like, John Cusack, amazing. <laughs> Check out episode 8 of Spacey Space Podcast. <laughs> Yeah, shameless plug. That movie was interesting, full of great stars, but so bad. <laughs> so what terrible. Stars bad. of the 80s. <laughs> so, yes, thrillers are great. What thrillers do you recommend movies? Do you have any, like, what are your favourite oh. thrillers? Have you ever seen Adjustment Bureau with Emily Blunt, Matt Damon? <laughs> I think I have maybe seen it on a plane. Was it any good? I think it was. I don't really remember the plot. Oh, okay. it. I remember some people being on rooftops at the end, maybe, or during it. Something about a roof. I don't know. Yeah, there's something about trains and like walking along roofs. I remember when I was little, bit. there was this movie that used to be on TV. I think it was by Steven Spielberg or George Lucas, maybe even. Okay. And it was called Truck, maybe. <laughs> it was about a guy on like an old, like, desert road somewhere and this big truck starts following him and then harassing him mm. and you, you don't know who's driving the truck and it's kind of like a psychological thriller for a bit and that really creeped me out when I was little <laughs> so you'd recommend truck or <laughs> <laughs> I need to find out what this movie's called <laughs> truck <laughs> It kind of sounds like Speed, but it's not Speed. I've never seen Speed either, but... Oh, classic. Not a thriller at all, but... Not a thriller? Well, I guess it's an action thriller. Is it? Is it like, they're on a bus and the bus won't stop or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. The tagline's like, pop quiz, hot shot, there's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If you slow down, the bomb will explode. What do you do? What do you do? Just got 50 case for ages. It sounds so silly. Is it a good film? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it sounds like snakes on a plane. Thought about. Well, it's got Keanu Reeves and it's got Sandra Bullock. Great, great. Dennis Hoffman. Is that a guy? Dennis yeah, Hoffman. Yeah, like there's like a thing. Dennis Hoffman is a thing. I need to find out what this truck movie is called. Maybe not a man, but maybe a thing. Truck. Truck <laughs> movie. Hello. I think it's George Lucas. I want to say George Lucas. The other one that I think's really good is Looper. I saw that again recently. I it's, watched Looper as well. It's kind of a... Would you say it's sci-fi or thriller or both? Sci-fi slash thriller, maybe. Maybe not a thriller, but... I don't think it's a thriller. But it's definitely a sci-fi action. Mm. Thinker movie, because all the time travel looping stuff. Yeah, yeah. What what do you think characterizes like a psychological thriller? No violence. Do you think? Well, minimal violence. Because the one I watched recently, Identity, I found that from a list of like thrillers with a twist, and that one had heaps of violence in it. See, I would think that's more the th- the threat of violence. You think someone's gonna come and get you, but you don't know when. So what's a classic thriller? Because like Taken, for example. Isn't that Liam Neeson? That's very action heavy. So that's not really a thriller, is it? That's an action film. Yeah. I call it an action film. I think film. it's an action film. What's a thriller? Do thrillers exist? 
What is a thriller? <laughs> is the usual suspects a thriller? We, we're now referring to the scriptlab.com. A thriller film is a genre that revolves around anticipation and suspense. The aim for thrillers is to keep the audience alert and on the edge of their seats. The protagonist in these films is set against a problem, an escape, a mission, or a mystery. No matter what subgenre a thriller film falls into, it will emphasize the danger that, that the protagonist faces. The tension with the main problem is built on throughout the film and leads to a highly stressful climax. So like light on violence for most of the film, and then shit could get real real. But you don't know when that violence is coming. I see, okay. Examples of thriller films, The Great Escape, The Silence of the Lambs, and North by Northwest. Okay, I've seen one of those. <laughs> um, Die Hard. Die Hard is not a thriller. Die Hard is an action. The Usual Suspects. Right. Even Kill Bill Volume 1, which is pretty violent. Rear Window. Aliens. Oh, yes. Inception. Okay. The Da Vinci Code. By that token, I think Looper would be perhaps included as an... Oh, yeah, included as yeah, a thriller. Yeah, Because yeah. they're up against... Because they're trying to find the Rain Man. The so Rain Man. Because yeah. in Looper, the idea is that time travel has been invented, but it's very quickly criminalised. This is all in the beginning credits. I've seen it enough times. Because it was used by the bad guys. And yeah. Looper is... Um, most of the time a man, it seems. Always a man, it seems. Yeah. Who decides to take on a job as... Um, an assassin, a hitman, killing the people who are put through the time travel for the mafia and the future. So they're put through the time travel loop. They appear in front of them. They shoot them. They take their money, which is on the person, and then they leave. But the catch of being a looper is that you live a short life because they'll close your loop and yes. you only have a limited amount of time that you you get to live, basically, because you know too much. They'll send you back and you kill your own loop from yeah. the future. And it's typically about 30 years, I think. Yes, yeah. So you'll be killing your middle-aged self. But then problems arise if you don't close your loop. So it's it's called leaving your loop open, I think, or letting your loop run. And so that's basically when you realise it's you, and then you don't kill yourself. Yes. And that's basically where all the issues um, arise. But also in the future, there is a new boss called the Rain Man, who is causing lots of problems in the future, and he's closing off all of the loops. So anyone who works as a looper is being prematurely killed. I have a great segue. What's that? The main action of looper happens because future protagonist comes back and escapes. And he has to like battle the protagonist, right? Yes. Which is a duel. The name of the track movie directed by Steven Spielberg was Duel. Duel. <laughs> Not track. <laughs> And also, linking everything together, because everything in the world is connected, the old Looper is Die Hard's Bruce Willis. So, it's all coming full wow, circle now. Wow, amazing. I watched the whole movie of Looper, they... and I did not realise <laughs> that the young Bruce Willis was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Because they makeup. changed his face, yeah, they changed his face to look more and like I, Bruce Willis. And I was watching it thinking, wow, they found an actor that looks a lot like Bruce Willis. That's really great. Mm. I never clicked. So the theme is that Something sparks off in your mind and then you take takes you down this rabbit yeah. hole and suddenly you're doing something you never, you didn't think you'd be doing before then. Yeah. Yeah. Is your rabbit hole that you've gone down, do you think it's going to be like a permanent thing or is this love of thrillers just a, a 
seasonal phase and I don't know I feel like it's going to be if it's a phase it's going to be a long one I just have a feeling yeah cool so I recently went down a rabbit hole very very quickly and deep <laughs> deep in that rabbit hole I'm deep in a rabbit hole that suddenly appeared in front of my feet where I was having lunch with a friend of mine Christy and I was complaining about the fact that I haven't been able to run lately for months and I was feeling really unfit because of it and I thought I should get a bike I really want to get a bike but I live in a small apartment and I want to get a folding bike and I thought cool I'll just buy a nice folding bike how much can it possibly be so I looked online and kind of fainted at the price <laughs> and thought okay maybe not let's see what cheap ones are available and then I started learning about what makes a good folding bike what makes a good bike full stop and I started to realize as I went down this like YouTube rabbit hole of videos about bikes <laughs> and looking up websites and forums and stuff that the one that I wanted that was really expensive wasn't actually as expensive as I thought it was I see. Because okay. of the construction, how long it will last, and features that it has make it more worthwhile. So suddenly, when I compared it to the cheap bikes, which were more appealing straight away, those features were worse to have. And so I very quickly like, learned all this stuff about biking. And then I bought a bike, and I started riding this bike, and I love riding this bike. So her, her name is Evalia Pixie. <laughs> And she's blue, and she's beautiful, and she folds up small. And I had to learn all these things like the road rules in New Zealand for cycling. Where you can and can't cycle, when you have to use lights, when you don't have to use lights. Where you can get your bike fixed up in the city, and where the bike shops are. And this whole like world was like foreign to me, and then suddenly I was like thrust into it. And suddenly I don't show up about biking, because... <laughs> It's my new passion. <laughs> but I don't own any light car. And I won't because it's a vintage bike. <laughs> and you've got to match the style to your bike. You do. <laughs> now you don't look uncool on a bike. <laughs> I have a rule that I can't look uncool when I exercise. I don't mean like when you run you get hot and sweaty. Like I don't yeah. worry about that. It's more that like I don't want to do Zumba. <laughs> Because I think that makes you look ridiculous. <laughs> but, I mean, to their credit, all the people that do Zumba look like they're having a lot of fun. But, uh, no, my rule is I can't look ridiculous. So, cycling would be fine. And, you know, just wearing your pants and your comfortable shoes, that's all good. But the moment that you're wearing Lycra and you're cycling around with a bunch of biking buddies and you're all tying up your bikes together yeah. and getting a coffee every morning, you've taken it too far and you look ridiculous. I'm sorry. Yeah, that would never be me. <laughs> But those people are just like, we're fit and we have friends and everything's great about our lives, so. Yeah, I like that, that there's actually cycling cafes where the cyclists can go to in, like, a safe environment. They're not going to get hassled. Like, in Wellington, there's a cafe that's basically run by cyclists. Where's that? It's in Thorndon Key, I think. Oh, okay. And you get, like, little biking supplies and coffees and hang out with other cyclists. So there's like cyclist friendly cafes. Yeah, because I was walking down there once. And they don't have a lesbian cafe. There's like no queer cafe. There's no queer cafes. But if you're a queer cyclist, you're good to go. <laughs> Funny enough, I am a queer cyclist. 
I want there to be a cafe just for queer cyclists. There will only be five regular customers, but it will be great. Um, now, the other rabbit hole I went down is that I found out about this cafe because I went on this massive shopping mission because I suddenly got into my head that I want to buy a lamp. Which, that one that's over there. The one that's right here. There you go. Ooh. Wow. Oh, that's a good lamp. It is. No one can see it, but it's a, she's it's tapped it and it turns on. It's like... It's like a chrome tear shape base with a classic white circular thing. It's a beautiful lamp. <laughs> it's, it's, it's lamp out of lamp. And I thought buying a lamp would be so easy. Because it's lamp, right? <laughs> no. I was looking <laughs> on websites for days, searching on lamps, driving my friends crazy looking at lamps. Talking about lamps, sending links. Emily was sending me links all the time. How about this lamp? How about this lamp? And I was like, nah, it's not what I want. It's not what I want. It's kind of a classic lamp. Impossible to find. One day I went through every shop in Wellington that sells lamps on this massive shopping mission. <laughs> and I was going down Thorndon Quay, which is a big long street full of furniture stores mostly. And I was hungry and hot and wanted to have some lunch. But the only cafe I could see at first was the cycling one, full of cyclists. And I said, you know what? I can keep going. Another cafe soon, surely. But he wasn't. <laughs> but I did buy a lamp at the final store in the street. Well, there you go. You should have kept going. And then I walked back and I smashed some burger fuel, probably. <laughs> Was that the day that you walked, like, 10k or something? No, 20k or something. I don't know. Probably. It was a long trip. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's cool. I'm on the lookout for like a cheap bowl and plate for my work and like it's just nothing's good enough you know yeah. <laughs> what an experience and then there are some people that are the complete other way when I was I'm walking here I was walking with Hamish and he was getting his, his mum a present he's like let's go in here I need something with lavender I was like okay and then he I was so I was blown away by this he walked in there he walked up to the first like thing of shelves he saw soap he saw that it was lavender he picked it up and then he bought it, and then he left. And I'm like, who are you? What's the person just walks in, gets the thing they need exactly, and then buys it, and then leaves? It's weird. Some mothers are good like that. Like, they'll just say, I like anything that smells like this. Yeah. And you know that they'll be happy with it. Yeah. Whereas others will be like, why did you get me so... My mum will be like, I like anything that smells like Chanel Number no. 5. And what I mean by that is, get me Chanel Number no. 5 or nothing. And one nice. year I got her Chanel number five, and now I don't know what to get her. More Chanel number five. Because when you, yeah, when you get the ultimate present, what else? What more can you do? I think what needs to happen is that your mum needs to use more Chanel number five, <laughs> so that it goes quicker. <laughs> Shout out to Rhonda. <laughs> it's a classic. It's a classic scent. <laughs> but what it really interests me is that how different we all are. Like how you and Esther are the sort of per- people who would research everything first and, like, get, like, a real kick out of that. Yeah. And the idea of going to every shop where they sell lamps. Whereas I don't think I would do that. I think... I don't... I'm not sure, but I have a feeling I'd, I'd probably be somewhere in between the, like, get out, that one, go, and, like, searching everywhere. I think I'd be, like... I'd get overwhelmed by the yeah. amount of variety and choice and then kind of settle on something. But I have definitely had that thing where it's, like, nothing is good enough. So I'm not buying it until I find the perfect one. Yeah. And then you just end up not buying that thing you need, like the perfect dress or the perfect jacket. Yeah, that's why Steve Jobs famously had had any furniture in his apartment, because nothing was good enough. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
be like, yeah. And also he'd have, you know, so much money. Yeah. So you could buy anything you want. The only stuff that was worth it. That was good design. Yeah, me and Esther once spent at least two hours watching YouTube videos on what makes a good blender. Because you want to buy a blender and blenders versus food processors. And we learned heaps in that session. Then she went out and bought a much better blender than she would have otherwise. Because we learn all this stuff. So she decided on a blender rather than a food processor? Yeah. Right. We didn't know the pros and cons. And now we do. Same thing happened last weekend with vacuum cleaners. <laughs> where I thought, I need to buy a new vacuum cleaner. But do I get a bagless one or a bagged one? If it's a bagged one, reusable bag? Bagless? Cyclonic? Non-cyclonic? What's the difference? What does this all mean? And I started researching vacuum cleaners and learning the, different, the pros and cons of each. Along the way, I realised that what probably needs to happen is that I just need to wash my filters and your vacuum cleaner will probably work again. And that was true. I saved hundreds of dollars by doing a bit of research. Vacuum cleaner is really expensive, yeah. You don't want to get rid of them right away. So, yeah, life pro tip. Wash your vacuum cleaner filters. Um, research stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> research stuff. Turns out they have filters. you got to wash them and clean them. Who knew? Dropping the knowledge today. <laughs> My vacuum cleaner doesn't have a bag and it's the worst. And when I empty out the vacuum cleaner, the dust goes everywhere. Because there's nothing to contain it. Alright. Yeah. You have to like empty them into like a bag and stuff, eh? I just empty it into the bin. Maybe that's my problem. But the Put dust into a plastic bag outside. Yeah, that's outside, yeah, because the dust gets everywhere. So you How's might as well not have, have vacuumed. On your vacuum cleaner. It sucks. Clean your Lol. filters. <laughs> Clean my filters. Okay. I you think... will be amazed how much dirt comes out of them. Okay. It could be that. It's that. Okay. It's not the fact that it's full of hair. Because it is full of hair. The filters will be so <laughs> gross. You should wash the filters. I don't know what a filter is. <laughs> I'll show you after this. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I don't use my vacuum cleaner that often. It was in, in the boot of my car for like maybe three weeks because I couldn't be bothered taking it down to my house. And then every time I opened the boot, I remembered it. And then I closed it and put my shopping in the back seat so I don't have to think about it. But I have taken it down now. But it's sitting in my well hallway. <laughs> Because I can't be bothered bringing it downstairs. Um, <laughs> let's not talk about me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we can wrap this up. If our listeners went down some interesting rabbit holes, why not write into us? Totally. What's the something that you have started to get really into that you never would have thought you would before? Yeah. Tell us about it. We want to know. Kathy will be up very soon with the ways that you can contact us. Hi, I'm Kathy Allen. <laughs> Whenever I do impressions of Kathy, I just um, do a Kira Knightley accent. She gets really annoyed. So I don't sound like Kira Knightley. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. If you have any comments or questions, please send an email to highexpectationspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a comment on a post. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at High Expectations Podcast or on Twitter at High EX Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Have a great week. Pop quiz, hot shot. You're on a bus. There's a bomb. Wait. <laughs> Pop quiz, hot shot. Take two. <laughs>